Welcome to An Apotheosis of a Bombast, the podcast produced for you guys by Scott and Elton. I'm Scott. And I'm Elton. And we're checking in from bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Just to remind you guys, you can continue to send your comments there or send us emails at bombastpodcast at gmail.com. We've appreciated, again, the continued feedback, the tweets, the emails. It's It's been generally positive, so that's good. It's been grand. It's been really good. <laughs> so this is episode three of uh, hopefully more than three. <laughs> well, you, you did put two zeros before the, the number one, number two, and number three, so I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be more. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you the history of that. I, I write uh, questions for tests, and when I have to submit them, you have to number them as you do it. So first couple times I would do one, two, three, four, five, and then when you have you know, the computer sort it in alphabetical order, yep. it goes uh, 199, 20, 21, 22, 23. You know, it, it doesn't really sort correctly, so you have to put those lead zeros in. So don't be yeah. intimidated by that. There was a guy who actually started a podcast, and I think he started at 100, and he was counting his way down to zero, I think it was. That's pretty clever, actually. It, it, it's a great idea. But obviously he set himself a target. It's like lost. He's decided he's going off the air in 100 episodes. <laughs> I could see doing it like when you get a checkbook. And they give you a check and they don't start with zero. They start with, here's check number 2,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and here's another one that starts at 3,000. And here's another one that starts at 280. And Looking at my desk right here, just since we bring it up, I have one pack. The check starts at number 2142. Over here is number 2374. And I got one more at 2501 You can tell my checkbook's not balanced. I haven't used a checkbook in years. No. I really haven't. Do you write checks? No. I, um, no, so it's all on chip and pin and cards now. Even the smallest shops now have uh, chip and pin uh, service. So that's all we use now. Or cold, hard cash. Do you not have chip and pin or anything like that? Do you know what chip and pin is? Well, we have like a credit card, basically. Right. And... You put it into a reader, and you have to punch your your pin number in. It stops people uh, signing for stuff now. Oh yeah, we have that. It's like a debit card. They call it. It's directly to your checking account. And do you have like ATM machines that charge you as well? Then yes, yes. It's a big deal yep. if you can find a company that doesn't charge you, but you need your bank to say they don't care, and you need the bank that owns the ATM machine to say they don't care. Yeah, that sucks. It really does. I'm you know just walking along trying to get my money, out and I have to pay. I think the most I've paid is pound ninety-five, which is, is sky high, really. I think they go from, like, one twenty-five, but it's always over a pound at least, just to withdraw either £10 or 100 Usually in the most convenient places, it ends up being, what would be, about two fifty or $3, which means that if you took out $100, you're given 5% to be able to access your money. Oh, so you're doing a percentage? Well, no, it's it's a flat rate, but what they end up doing is... You can get up to a certain amount, and I know I'll sit there and say, well, if you're going to take $5, no matter how much I take out, I'm going to take out as much as I think I'll need for the next two weeks. Yeah. Take the hit just yeah, once. That's right, yeah. I, I have gone down to the, the same cash point a couple of times and ended up paying it. You know, it all mounts up. We are in like a, a recession at the moment. That's true. So you, sometimes you can get at the store where you make a purchase, they'll let you get extra cash back. And there's usually not a fee for that. So that's basically what I'll do. Okay. Well, since our last podcast, we've done a couple different things and got some stuff in your blog. I've got things in my blog as well. But I actually had a segment I wanted to contribute here. I just don't get it kind of thing. 
where we live in southern New Jersey, we're kind of in the suburb of Philadelphia, closer to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania than we are to New York City. Uh, so where we live, people root for the Philadelphia sports teams. It's about an hour away. And that's where they have professional baseball, football, hockey, basketball. And they have lacrosse, which regionally is popular here. Where I went to high school, that was actually the the main sport. And you know, We had our homecoming dance and things like that during lacrosse season. Where I went to college, girls lacrosse especially was outstanding. It has its its diehard followers, but they're trying. They, every couple of years they start a new league, and they have an indoor lacrosse league. So the season had just started, and the local radio station was giving away free tickets. I was driving around, heard the, the announcement, caller number four wins free tickets, decided to call. Somehow I won. <laughs> so we went, and Philadelphia sports fans have a reputation. They They get teased as the group that booed Santa Claus. They throw snowballs at their own team in the football season. <laughs> I can't remember whether it was true or urban legend, but I'm pretty sure it was true that the old sports stadium had its own jail inside, down in the basement, but they had a place to keep the rowdy fans. And New York City has a reputation, and it's tough, and the fans there are diehard, and they're loyal, and and they hate this other rival city, and and you get the occasional fights and stuff, but there's a certain level of civility. You know, if they see you're with a six-year-old kid, man, they tone it down a little bit. You know, they see me wearing a jersey from the rival team, I know I'm going to get an earful. My son wears it, but they'll kind of leave him alone. Not in Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia, you're fair game. And, and for that reason, I've really kept my kids out of the sports there. This was in a stadium that held about 20,000 people indoors. I figured, ah, it's probably only going to have about 15, 2,500 people there. Should be all right. So we we went, and I was right. There weren't that many people, but they were the diehards. They were the season ticket holders for 10 years, faces painted, all, all the things about a, a diehard rivalry that could possibly be were there. But they were rivals left side of the uh, stadium versus south side of the stadium. And we happen to have seats right in the middle. Have you seen the movie Hoosiers? No, I haven't. No, no. It's a it's a popular sports movie here, and it's it's very fifties ish and, and old fashioned, and you know they get uh, the one side of the gym cheers and the other side of the gym cheers back and forth at each other, and that was going on at the stadium. So you get the the one side had uh, a guy in a fireman's hat and his face painted. He would stand up, and he would spell out the letters of the team name, mm-hmm. and call for the the side to cheer at him. Then across the way you had someone who was dressed like Lawrence Fishburne, dressed like him from The Matrix, and then there was another guy dressed like a policeman, face-painted, and they would do another cheer, so back and forth they're going. And it, I mean, I'm there with my wife and my two kids, and it's it's a little rowdy, but it's all right. And then uh, they introduced the, the team, and everyone's cheering and screaming for these guys. But the first sign should have been when they uh, included how many fights one guy had been in as they're introducing him and the crowd went nuts so I was like oh god and, you know it's like hockey there's a lot of contact in lacrosse but yeah. boy they threw that in for some reason so then they introduced the other team and I wasn't prepared for it at all and, and I don't mean to be prudish it wasn't it wasn't awful but it just threw me and it just set a tone for the whole night so introducing from the Boston Blaze you know Tom North and then the whole stadium yells sucks <laughs> And then, starting center, Leo Wentworth, sucks. 
and they go, so 25 guys, they're yelling, and each one, sucks, sucks harder, sucks more, like, oh my god, so, then they get to the officials, and your lead official, sucks, just going through that, and that was, that was the start of, uh, they're flipping off the goalie, and, and, you know, things, things that happen, but the goalie's talking back, in the middle of the game, he's turning around, mouthing off at the fans, and, you know, gestures, and, oh god, there were about five fights in the first 20 minutes. Like, just knock down, drag out fights. Guy gets hauled off into the penalty box, comes charging back out. It just wasn't what I expected at all. Are you, are you sure you didn't go to, like, the no-holds-bars? No uh, but, you know, that's pro wrestling. You expect that. And then my my kids are a little naive. and They're sweethearts. But, Dad, why are they saying that? Dad, what... I I think they're I think they're saying they suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they are. And then you get that little hee. They said sucks. <laughs> we we should do that, Dad. We should go to my hockey games and say that when they. No, 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 it just doesn't work that way. It will work that way. <laughs> so I, I was a little thrown. <laughs> they're naive and young now, but they're going to grow up and they got to be informed and educated, and they're going to do stuff that. So I have to kind of teach them what the fine line yeah. is, like. Okay, see that guy over there? Don't do that. <laughs> so it was it was an adventure. But I would imagine on your side, you probably... Yeah, it, it has calmed down here a lot. I must admit that there was a point um, where it did flare up. I think it was like the early 90s, late 80s. And even before then. And a, a lot of trouble, you do get a lot of trouble um, when England go to uh, World Cups or... Uh, European Championships, and you do tend to get a minority that kick off, basically, and put people in uh, uh, hospitals and such like. But that, that's not actually at the match. At the match, we're you know we're we're pretty good. Uh, the worst thing I've I've ever heard of when I've gone to a, a football match, there, there's a um, a manager called Arsene Wenger. And he, he's a wrinkly old guy, really. He's been at this team, uh, Arsenal, uh, for the best part of a decade, I'd imagine. I'm not too sure how long he's actually been there, but he's been there quite a while. But every time he stands up, the whole crowd shouts at him. Basically, you've got you know, 60, 70,000 people shouting at him, sit down, you paedophile. And that is... Oh, he's <laughs> and he's looking around... <laughs> looking at everyone singing this to him and it just must break his heart it really does and you've got little kids uh, oh, yeah. singing this to him as well and you know their mums and dads don't care it, it's such such a different way of doing things sometimes it really is like I look at my kids and I, I want them to have like loyalties and, and passions about sports and it's part of the fun of it like to, to cheer for your team and stuff like that but you really have to learn how to cheer correctly you know, even just they go to school, and I can picture them <laughs> cheering the way they saw this behavior the other night. Oh, you're suspended for two weeks, but 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 that's what they did last night. <laughs> that's what they did at the yeah. game. So, what what does your uh, boy play then? He plays hockey, yeah. and he's going to probably be starting lacrosse starting in March. Right. Do you get like the um, over? Oh, overexcited parents at the matches. Yeah, it's it, hockey's been actually very, very good. There's 
the inherent element that you're outside a cage. You can only get so close. And of the six teams in his league, I would have to say his team has got just the best feel around it, the best air about mm-hmm. it. People are generally pretty pretty calm. They also are doing really well. He's he's a beginner, and he makes mistakes, but they're kind of overlooked because the team is strong enough to make up for it. But listening to the parents on the other teams or the occasional parent on our team who is nervous the score is a little too close, they do get kind of vicious. Yeah. See, uh, my little boy, he's five years old now, and he's this season is his first prop, uh, full season of actually playing football. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he goes all toward the training. He absolutely loves it. You know, any chance that he can get his boots on and go out either in the back garden or go out with his friends, you know, take him down to the uh, the grass down the road. Mm-hmm. He, he's there. He wants to do it. He he wants to wear a football kit all the time. He wants to wear um, shin pads and uh, socks all the time. And the, the, some of the parents at the football matches that they are going over the top. Um, they're screaming at yeah, you. You've got um, six five-year-olds on on a team uh, playing against each other. So, and you know they're not the tallest kids in the world, are they? they right. Really aren't. And you've got all these grown-ups on the side swearing and shouting at the top of their voices, telling shouting at their kids, you know, to move into this position, to move into that position. And you've probably got like a manager screaming at them to get into the right positions, to hold the right positions, to tackle, to defend, to shoot, to score. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the dad doing the same thing. Then you've got the mum doing the same thing. And then you've got the friends of the mum doing the same thing. So the poor little kids are spinning around like tops, looking at all these people. They're shouting at them. They're going, you know, concentrate on the match. And <laughs> they're, they're looking at the people on the side saying, concentrate on the match. And they're like, okay, um, okay, all right, I'll concentrate on the match. And the ball's gone past them. Yep. And it's just too much for me. It really is. And I have to admit, I've I've found myself getting really excited about it. I really have. And uh, there's been occasions when I, not shouting at the top of my voice, but you know, trying to help them on. You know, move over there, move over there. Because when you're there, you really do get into it. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy it. But I've found myself, you know, getting a bit louder and a bit louder. So now I have to, I. I tend to look at the parents doing it and just have a little giggle to myself, and then you know that settles me back down and <laughs> you know t- take a step back and you know don't get involved in it too much. But no, apart from that, he um, he really enjoys it. Um, the worst thing I, I've actually heard, well, I, I've actually seen when we was playing like a eleven aside, around about eighteen or nineteen. I went to a football match and. Um, went to see my friend's football match got there a little bit late just after the match and they're all trudging off and the game had been abandoned and it had only been abandoned because the ref had sent off one player and uh, the the guy that he sent off he he didn't like it he he walked off into the change rooms got changed got his car keys and then tried to run the ref over on the pitch in his car (laughs) And there's these uh, four lines where the car's obviously done a couple of donuts on the actual pitch, and you know, they've had to cancel the match. And that's how it, it does run deep in this country. It really does, especially football. You know, it, it is the number one um, uh, sport in this country, and 
there are intense rivalries. There really are. If, if you go to the wrong match with the wrong colours on, or if you sit in the wrong place, or you don't sing at the right time, then you do get told. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think there's that many places like that here. And the, generally, the times it is, it's it's frighteningly out of proportion. As far as the parents at the sporting events here, the kids' things, you know, I'll yell to Jay and, and try to really echo what I've heard the coach tell him. And I'll say things like, remember, get in the triangle or look for whoever, or, or just good job. I try to just be encouraging. Yeah. But I, I hear other parents yell at kids that aren't their own, and that's where I think it crosses the line. I mean, it, yeah. especially, again, with these other teams, there's there needs to be a mercy rule or something in, in the hockey league because there are two teams that are winning games like 13-2 to two and 14-1, to, to one, and yeah. and that's even pulling out your better players. It's just, just a mismatch. And you hear these, these other people like just, come on, what are you doing? You're not even trying, and... The kid just heads down and is dragging his feet. I just feel for him. Yeah, that's that's not fair though, is it? Really, you know, you you're digging out a kid that's, you know, obviously enjoying the match, but doesn't really want to get spanked. You know, thirteen, fourteen, one on yeah. two. Yeah, and they're the ones who are out there too. It's these parents who live vicariously through their children. It's that's the problem, I think. Yeah, you do get a lot of parents actually living their life that they couldn't have through their child. You know that. There's um, a couple of instances. Uh, there's been parents that have told the manager where their kid is going to play because their favourite player on the real team plays there and he wants him to play for that team uh-huh. in that position. And one of the kids that my, my little boy plays against, he's I think he's six years years old. My, my little boy, he plays for under sevens. He, he's just a bit too young to be playing for them, but they do get special dispensation to actually play mm-hmm. and um, you can actually tell the difference between like the ages of five and seven you know, there's a big uh, growth spurt so you can actually you know tell the ones which are older right but there's a a guy who signed up no there's a team that have four of their players already signed up to professional clubs like Ipswich and Colchester mm-hmm. basically and and what they do with the ball, you can't teach them. You really can't. It's just so natural. They're, they're so comfortable with running with the ball at their feet. They're, they can run full pelt past all these other kids with a ball at their feet. And it, you know, some of them are just too, too good. And you know, some points you do need a mercy rule, mm-hmm. you know, to actually you know call a halt to the match. You know, because I think my my boys worst defeat is about 8-1 I think it is and at the moment they're, they're coming off the pitch with their heads high and you know they're still running around and they've got smiles on their faces but you know give, give it a, a, a couple of years and they won't have that and that's, that's where they're destroyed and especially when you've got the parents shout at them you know tell them to do better and tackle harder that's when that's when their morale is going to be destroyed yeah so overall, it was kind of a, it was nice to get the tickets, yeah. and it was it was a fun evening, and and just as a family, we had a real good time. But <laughs> I left going, oh my god, that was a disaster averted. Yeah. So uh, you had sent me a link of something that I had heard a little bit about, and I, that actually cheered me up a lot. So maybe 
we will shift topics here. Take a look at, at one of your fourth person uh, outlooks. <laughs> but it was, uh, I think it was called the T-Mobile Dance or something like that. Right. This um, uh, T-Mobile Dance. I, I haven't actually seen this. This is a, a TV commercial over here, uh, obviously for T-Mobile. It's set in Liverpool Street Station, and it's basically uh, music is played over the tannoy. And they, they've obviously got like stage dancers that start a little dance, and it builds up and builds up, and then you get more and more dancers. And I, I was amazed, to be honest. Uh, my friend, uh, Kerry Wells, he posted it on uh, Facebook, and I uh, obviously saw it poached off of him. And it, it's just brilliant, it, the actual way it's done. I love it. I really do. I haven't actually uh, caught it on the TV yet, though. Now, when you first saw it, did you know what it was? or Did you know it was staged, or did you think at first it was something caught at random? Well, with this sort of stuff, um, I, I think I can pretty well suss out that it's going to be staged anyway. Mm-hmm. The way that, that you have the cameras moving around the actual uh, people on the platform, and you, you've got people looking surprised, and then you've got other people that all of a sudden spontaneously jump into dance. Yeah. That, you know, that, that is obviously staged, but works so well, and the music is brilliant as well. I had seen it just kind of poking around. It might have just been on a website, uh, of, like a viral video kind of thing, and I, I saw it, and like you, I thought right away, well, obviously this was staged in some, in some way, but then I hadn't realized just how many people were involved. I... I didn't think that it was that infectious and that it started with like eight people and that grew and grew and grew. Mm. But I, I figured that they can't have had the the entire place in there. At first I thought it might have been the entire place, but then you get those candid reactions and I was thinking, gee, what, did they close down the whole station? So when you sent me the link and I took a look at the making of, I guess that it was probably about um, 60% of the people in the video and they had this instruction, you know, tr- as you go in and you start dancing, try to pull someone in with you, try to engage them. Yeah. And it was tiered, so it started with 10 people, and then t- two minutes in, uh, you know, another 15 jumped in, and so it looked natural. Yeah. It, it, it's so well done, though, it really is. You know, you, you can see the odd person who's just dancing away yeah. you know, on their mobile phone talking about it at the time, and that's obviously what they were looking for as well, but no, it's it's really well done, and I'm a bit peed off that I haven't actually seen it on the TV. Now, what would you do if that happened where you were? Would you have walked away, made fun of it, participated? I can't dance, so I probably would have gone, oh, dum-dee-dum-dee-dum, and probably made You backed exit. away slowly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have to be somewhere that I knew I would never see any of those people ever again <laughs> to, to participate uh, fully. It would just be... Just like you had to kind of wave back off and be like, yeah, I'll have to look and see what this was later. Yeah, I, I'm the guy that people drag up to dance, so mm-hmm. kicking and screaming. And you know, you're sitting in the corner because you don't want to dance, and then someone comes along, grabs your hand, and, no, oh, no, no, come on, dance, dance. <laughs> no, I'm sitting here because I don't want to dance. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you're all right. No, come on, you'll be all right. Don't worry. And like, no, I'm sitting here because I don't really want to dance. And... I'm the guy that always gets pulled up and shake my snake hips for about 30 seconds. And then, and then the music changes to something that you had no intention <laughs> of agreeing to. And it's like, whoa, yeah. that's not the song I knew. 
Exactly, yeah. I ended up dancing to the Spice Girls. I'm like, no, I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to get out there for a second and be like, yeah, okay, uh, oh, you need a drink? Yeah, I'll take care of that. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's probably why I spend so much money at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine just trying to get out of actually dancing. I just, I just haven't got the natural ability. I really haven't. I, You know, people will say that you dance like your dad. Well, I don't dance like my dad. I dance worse than my dad. I really do. <laughs> a downward spiral for you, you and your family. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. My poor little boy, he's not even going to, you know, he's not even going to dance like his granddad. He's going to be <laughs> terrible. And it, I think that's the way it is. And then all of a sudden it bottoms out and there's a generation that leaps way up and then spirals back down again for two or three generations and then... Depends on the type of music that I'd imagine. If it's all going to be like headbanging for like the next 20 years, then yeah. you're not going to bust any jigs. You know, the headbanging ball. Well, usually, like I'll sit there and say, "Well, next, next slow song, next slow song," and they seem to be getting more and more rare. There's not too many. Yeah. Have you seen the the film Hitch? No, but I know what the movie is. Yeah, there, there's a scene. I I haven't actually seen the movie. I've, I've seen a scene where Will Smith's trying to teach the guy to dance, mm-hmm. and he's clicking his fingers. He's going, "Yeah, this is you right here. <laughs> that's it." And that's that's me. I'm in that zone there, and that's it. That's all I do. <laughs> Even fast songs or slow songs or no songs at all, that's all I do. Well, if you get the right people around you, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's when you do it all by yourself, that's when <laughs> that's when you have to worry. <laughs> I don't know about your kids. My kids think they're the greatest dancers, but oh, no, they're not. <laughs> they're they're yeah. fun to watch, and they get a good reaction, and they let it go all out. But I always say to my son, like, this is not a uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers battle scene. This is dancing. You don't have to kick, punch. The karate kicks and the, the running punches and stuff like that, yeah. Stay off the ground. But they've got no inhibitions, though, have they? Oh, no. They love it. At my brother's wedding, they danced from start to finish. Just two hours out on the floor. My little boy, he likes to do likes to pretend he's got a guitar in his hand and slide it on his knees across the floors at the moment. So oh, yeah. that that's what he ends his dances on at the moment. Now, do they learn dance or anything in school by you? No, no, nothing like that at all. When I was in fourth grade, we had dance as part of gym. So in, for physical education, we'd go to the music teacher and we had to do like square dancing and waltzing and things. And then actually, now that I think about it, it's probably because most of the kids in my class went to this place called Walter Shock's Dance Academy that their parents signed them up for. I never did, but there was a period of time like prom time, you know, high school, where I, I kind of wished I had because all these other people could dance so great and I was just sat my finger, <laughs> tap my foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, am I leading? I didn't know. Okay. So I, don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool video, though. I thought it, it had just enough to make you think for a minute, like, it looks real. Yeah, it is a great-looking video, though. It really is. Nobody is being dragged out. They're just dancing and bopping away. They're shaking their kid around and <laughs> having a good time. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people just getting into the vibe of it, which is cool. And I think it was actually filmed in uh, at Rush Hour as well. The making of video said they did the practices at night, and that, that had to be tough too. They're probably keeping it secret, making sure nobody tipped anyone off the next day. And yeah. Say they did it at like 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Like, what did they have people just going in circles, kind of walking around, you know, so they were in position? Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. Luck. I'd imagine they had enough people to fill out the whole station anyway, or at least half mm-hmm. the station to actually get the vibe going. And you know, I'm not, to, 
not sure how the general public would have taken it. That's the thing. Then another thing is, would it make you want to use T-Mobile? <laughs> it's a funny video, but does it actually make a difference for you about which carrier you use for your phone? No, I, I'm desensitized to any of that now, to be honest. Far too old for that. I had a teacher, he said, I want you guys to name a bad commercial you've seen. And so people started reeling off all these commercials. And he said, nope, nope, no such thing as a bad commercial. Because if you can remember it, then it did its job. Mm. But I always disagreed with that. Because I thought, we used to have a commercial for uh, the Colgate pump for toothpaste. And it was these kids walking around, hands holding hands. And they did this little like up and down bob, like a little conga line kind of thing. Yeah. And just saying, who's got the Colgate pump? And <laughs> But it was the most stupid commercial. I remember it, but I wouldn't say in any way that made me want to buy Colgate toothpaste. No, that's right. Might be a good example of very memorable, not very effective advertising. Well, I'd, I'd say th- this video has had over one and a half million hits on it already. I think it's only 10, 12 days old, as we you know, record now. But it is effective advertising because we're talking about it. That's true. And we're calling it the T-Mobile video. If we were just calling it the Liverpool video or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. So that they have actually done their job because they, it's probably been in the press. I probably missed it. You know, I'd imagine it, it's already been in newspapers and mm-hmm. you know, watch tonight at you know, 10 past four. You'll see, the, <laughs> you'll see the video again. So in that respect, they have done their job. That's true. And it'll last a long time. Yeah. It'll be on there for 10, 15 years. Yeah, well, um, how old is it now? I think it was done on the 15th of January. Where are we now? The 27th. There you go, 12 days. It's had one and a half million hits already. I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wrong, it was good. (laughs) But no, I agree. It's the very fact that it's called the T-Mobile Dance. It says a lot. Yeah. Alright, so, well, that was definitely weird. And I actually had something for you for our next segment that falls along the same lines. Um, I use eBay in spurts, I, especially like around football season or Christmas and things. I, it, we've been talking about this T-Mobile video. If T-Mobile was uh, had T-shirts, <laughs> I'd be looking on eBay and seeing, oh, let's see if they got shirts for that. I just get on, these ideas in my head and I search and usually find things I never thought I would expect to find. Yeah. And one time about a year ago, I was looking for this thing called Scared Guy, which we'll talk about in another show. But you type in Scared Guy, Scared Guy with quotes. And I started getting farther and farther from what I started from, and I all of a sudden I ended up in this weird category, which literally called eBay Weird Stuff. And again, we'll put a link up on the show notes that people can hopefully get to see some of the things. But I wanted to read you some of the stuff that is for sale or has sold. And it's a little disturbing. Okay, go on and hit me. In this weird stuff category, there's three subcategories. Slightly unusual, really weird, and totally bizarre. And altogether, there's a total of 14,756 items for sale. So, for example, for $1,500, you can choose what tattoo is going to be put on their upper arm. (laughs) And I should mention, you get your choice of which arm. So is this like a sponsorship um, uh, advertising space, really, isn't it? 
Yes, I'll read you the description here. For $1,500, this guy writes, I'm in need of paying my bills, and I was bored, so I put two and two together and got three. I've never had a tattoo. I never wanted one, but I figure if there's anyone that really wants to help me, then I'll do it. So enjoy. (laughs) That's all he wrote. And he's selling the right to put a tattoo of your choice on his upper arm. Now, that's $1,500 if you've got more money. Is it $1,500 at the moment? Uh, $1,500, yes, and no bids. If you have $7,777, you can buy a butterfly-shaped strawberry. It's an amazing one-of-a-kind strawberry. (laughs) Your girlfriend loves strawberries? Your girlfriend loves strawberries? This Valentine's Day, give your sweetheart this amazing one-of-a-kind, 100% real butterfly-shaped strawberry. We are freezing it, and it will be shipped extra carefully in a cooler with ice packs. 100% edible, 100% beautiful. Don't lie, you've never seen anything like it. Buy it now or make your best offer as soon as possible. This one-of-a-kind fruit natural masterpiece will not last long, and you will never see another one like it again. It's already been on the news. This is the single best possible Valentine's present of the year. Possibly ever to the right female. Show her and everyone else what she means to you. And then there's a picture of it, which again, we'll put a <laughs> picture on the show notes. $7,777. Wow. For a strawberry. Free shipping. Oh, good. Good. And you can't see the actual uh, offers, but there have been 13 offers on it so far, all of which have been rejected. Right, I see. They're, they're probably for like silly amounts of money, I'd imagine. Are, are we talking a, a real strawberry, not shaped into it? No, it's, it's a, it actually looks like three strawberries kind of grown together. You know, they're too close together sometimes. Right, I see. But, uh, again, we'll put a picture up there. <laughs> and you, the nice thing about eBay is you can look to see what else the people are selling or have sold. And the guy sold some baseball cards and things like that. But only one strawberry. <laughs> I, I have to go for some of these more bizarre ones. Now, this auction ended. Unfortunately, no one seized the opportunity, but hopefully it'll come back up again. For $1,000... Uh, $2,000 if you wanted to buy it now, and shipping only costing $3,000 on top of that, you could buy snow. The description (laughs) says, snow to be shipped in one-ton sacks, 22 altogether, so 22 tons of snow, transported via refrigerated box truck. By the way, unloading is the buyer's responsibility. Shipping rates will vary, and it's from northern Maine. And then they have a picture of just the woods in winter. (laughs) It's, it's not a, an Eskimo selling this snow, no, is it? it's uh, a meaning. Because I've heard that they've got an abundance of snow. <laughs> oh, you can pay with a MasterCard if you want it to. Zero bids, but 122 people viewed that listing. You're going to, aren't you? You, you, you have to... Well, you looked at it, I did. <laughs> I was going to say I did. <laughs> All right, now here's one that's disturbing, but it has a, a story. 46 people bid... On the rights to name a baby. The final going wow. price, $4,050. So she lives, uh, actually, gee, she lives about an hour from where I live. So, new, you know, eBay has a condition, new, with tags. Right. Win the right, win naming rights to my baby with purchase of booties. So, with the purchase of these adorable Nike Air baby booties, you will get naming rights to my unborn child due June 10th, possibly earlier. 
The gender will be determined on January 20th, 2009. I will keep in touch with the buyer via email. That's shocking. As per... Yeah, yeah, it's, it gets worse. As per eBay rules, so my auction doesn't get cancelled, you have to actually buy an item. This item is for a pack of Nike Air booties. Size, born to two years old, or born to two months old, white and black. The rest is just an added bonus, haha. Along with the booties, you will get exclusive naming rights from my baby. First, middle, and last name. A copy of the birth certificate. A newspaper, not just the clipping, with the birth announcement. And a wallet-sized picture from the hospital picture package with the name, birth date, weight, etc. printed on the front. That's shocking. Shipping will be free, by the way. Your booties will be shipped upon received payment, and the other other items will be delivered as soon as possible. (laughs) Be sure to add your phone number in case something goes awry, blah, blah, blah. Please keep in mind, this is a human child who will live with this name forever and could potentially get his or her butt kicked in school for having a name like Scrotum. Feel free to ask any questions. So then there's a series of revisions. Yeah. So, you know, they've updated the listing. On January 11th, they wrote, Since I'm being asked so much why I'm doing this, it's because it's fun. I have three kids already, and the novelty of naming the baby has worn off. Plus, for the life of me, I can't come up with a name I like. I'm having so much more fun doing this. (laughs) I know I'm taking a huge chance, and someone could name my baby something totally horrific. But you know what? I'm adventurous. I like to take risks. I have a huge pile of unpaid bills, mostly medical expenses from this pregnancy. I don't have maternity coverage. I have a high-risk pregnancy. I work 50 hours a week. I will work until the baby gets done, take my one-week vacation, then go back to work. You never know what could happen between now and then. All the proceeds from this auction will go strictly to paying my outstanding medical bills and eBay fees. So then on the 13th, there's an update. As of the 13th, I'm officially unemployed. I was fired from my position because of my pregnancy. I've gone through years of abuse with this company, and I knew this day would come once my belly got impossible to hide. I plan to file for unemployment. Thanks for your support. This isn't a stripper, is it? No. (laughs) Uh, Then January 14th, thanks for all the advice about my termination, blah, blah, blah. On the 15th, I've taken a picture of my husband and I and used a computer program to generate a picture of what the baby might look like. So, they have this picture of this mutant baby. (laughs) January 16th, if you'd like to find out the name the winning bidder has chosen, please refer to my blog, and there's an address. And I'll be posting updates as they become available. That's a freaky-looking baby. All right, so then, of course, I had to go to their website and take a look at what they're going to do with the baby. Yeah. On January... I don't know what day they put the post. I guess about the 16th. They put something up and it said, 24 hours to go on the auction. The baby's name will soon be revealed. Please keep checking back. And then nothing in the 10 days since, except for 14 comments from people. And the comments, first they start out real supportive. Oh, I can't wait to see what it is. It'd be cool if it was Elvis Presley or Candy Bar or something like that. (laughs) And then the tone changes. Has anyone thought about the fact that the seller could just change the name back after a year or two? And names can be rejected by a judge if they're deemed obscene or inappropriate. So then it goes on farther. The eBay winner ended up not paying, so it was relisted, and then it was yanked off eBay again. And then it starts going into, you know, I did some digging with this email address they used, and it turns out they have a whole history on eBay of things that they didn't pay for and didn't do, and finally gets to the point that they think it's just a scam. Yeah. But 
I, just a frightening thing. And the fact that someone actually risked spending that much money. 5,297 people viewed that webpage. Wow. A couple other odd little items. We have uh, a sixth grade picture of someone named Christy Canyon. It's a typical school photo. And I guess it's someone famous. Okay. They're selling their picture. $281 for a photograph. 16 bids. See, I don't use eBay a lot. Well, actually, I don't use eBay. I've never bought anything on there. I've never sold anything on there. I've never actually delved deep into it. See, you, you're basically saying you can sell anything on here. Yeah. So, uh, we have a soul for sale, if you'd like to buy one. An eternal soul, <laughs> yours for the price, $999. You're bidding on my eternal soul. That's right, the rights to my soul are yours for a price. The high bidder receives a handwritten deed, current photo... And of course, exclusive claim to my eternal soul. Surely it should have been for six hundred and sixty-six dollars. I should have. I wonder if there is another one for sale. Oh, this is just frightening. There's uh, all kinds of bondage items, and a whole bunch of weird mystery box. You have to buy it to see what's in it. Six hundred dollars. Who's? And people do. People buy these things. Used Pop-Tart box. Strawberry flavor. Well, I ate all these Pop-Tarts this morning and they were really good, so I thought I should sell the box. <laughs> Be aware, the box comes with no real Pop-Tarts, just the memories of the very tasty eaten Pop-Tarts and a special gift from me. Remember, anything I include is just a gift from me. Asking price, $500. I think there was a, a guy who uh, put a pound coin on eBay once, and it he did receive quite a lot of bids, and... I, I don't know if it was a, a, a real bid or not, but someone off, offered him a million pounds and he got scared. And Do they take a fee for actually selling uh, items? They do. They take a percentage fee. Right. Uh, if it sells. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heartfelt thank you available for $10,000. The winner of this auction will receive a heartfelt thank you poem. The poem will be handwritten, signed, and yours to keep and cherish forever. I plan to use the proceeds to sell off some bills and get back on my feet. I figure if someone can sell a paperclip or pretzel that looks like a religious figure for thousands of dollars, I will sell my thanks to pay my bills. Alright, then I'll give you one to search for, then. Um, Any dead pets or stuffed pets? Uh, Let's check. Of course, you have to search title and descriptions. Uh, Searching all categories. I have a real... Python, $540. 9.58-foot-long, odor-free, king cobra snake, taxidermy-mounted, not freeze-dried. <laughs> free shipping. I love when they throw in free shipping. Like it's... Nine feet long. Oh, well, that clinches it. I'll look up dead. Watch, I'll end up getting visited by uh, the police. <laughs> what were you doing searching for this stuff, sir? Uh, nothing. How about... um? Glass eyes or false teeth? Glass eye gets us... 77. 74 results found for glass eye. There's a vintage lot of 15 human prosthetic artificial eyes. There's three bids. The current price is $69.71. However, if you don't want to go for quite that many... Let's see, we have skulls with some put in there. So you, you could have a couple of glass eyes for different days... Yes, you can alternate. Sweet. Well, there's 162 things that are that come up when I search for dead. Right. 
There's the mummified mutant rat werewolf fetus sideshow freak item, which is, looks like a rubber monster. Eighty nine ninety nine. That's quite dear for one of them. A lot of fart sprays. There must be um, a lot there for like Jesus on toast and like the Virgin Mary appearing in a Bakewell tart. I did see one in a crystal. It was about a thousand dollars. In a crystal. You know, I have, a, I have a feeling that I'm raising all sorts of red flags here. <laughs> Let's see. A lot of dead frogs. If if the police raid your house, then and they ask you why were you looking for a body bag, at least you can say you're going to put all your dead pets in there. Yeah. What was the other one you had mentioned before? Not the dead dog and not the eyes. False teeth. Oh, false teeth. Yeah, try false teeth. Oh, huge lot of 200 false teeth. $85. <laughs> UFO detector, nine ninety nine. UFO detector. <laughs> yep. Are they selling the UFO detector because I haven't detected anything? And it's completely useless, so I stuck it on eBay. They're selling original Roswell debris. What, from the crash? Yes. Mysterious metal recovered from the crash. <laughs> oh. Aliens have landed on Earth and we have proof. What you're looking at is a piece of the bizarre liquid metal that was recovered in Roswell. The piece of wreckage has been hidden and kept secret all these years by a descendant of one of the people who worked on the base. Newspaper article about it. Letter, letter, bleh. A letter from a laboratory that indicates it's real. It is not simple tin foil. No, of course not. And the asking price, only $45. I don't know, it's kind of frightening. <laughs> well, it's frightening from the point of fact that people actually buy this stuff. You know, that there is a seller, which is a bit weird, but then there's also a buyer. So I'm not too sure who's the one that should be committed and put into a white jacket. Uh, the bra that Janet Jackson wore at the Super Bowl when her thing came open? Her top came That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Again, we'll have to put a link up and invite people to go and explore... Well, I think we're about the end of our podcast today. It's unfortunate. I don't think uh, we're going to be able to get Winona Ryder on today. We'll have to get these sort Skype issues worked out. <laughs> it's been an ongoing thing, I know, but we'll give it another shot next week. Yeah, we'll try it next week. If not, we'll move on to someone else. Yeah. So do we have a moral for today's show? Um, don't shop on eBay. Never shop on eBay. It's evil. <laughs> be careful what you list. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a, a good note to end on, a little bit of wisdom to share with our listeners. We'll be back in about a week. And we'll have to give credit to Peter John Ross at SunnyBoo.com for the sign-in and sign-off music. Yep. And overall, it's been a good show. Yeah. Can I just say, um, anyone listening to this, uh, they should. Uh, we'll put the notes up in the um, in the show notes. But go listen to Nerd Hurdles, Here Goes Nothing, and Starbase Sixty Six. They're outstanding podcasts. No, no, they are great. They're getting me through my working day as well, I must admit. So, yeah, go go check them out. So thank you again, everyone, for the feedback. Keep checking in. Look for something about once a week. And we'll keep trying to produce good stuff for you guys. And we'll see you soon. Okay, okay cheers. Ta-da.